Plus. This is Higher Ground with Chris Warren. Welcome back. Uh, we went to a, an early break there. Don't know why that happened. I do apologise that. Um, you know, we're, we're flying this jumbo jet up here and we, we've got a, uh, a rookie co-pilot, co- rookie co-pilot, but he's, he's learning the ropes. I tell you what, lucky this jet, this jumbo is not full of innocent passengers and you just sent us plummeting from 40,000 feet. That was all right. Could have well, been worse. Could it? Yeah. No one died? No one's told me where the fire extinguisher is yet. So mm. that's what I'm mainly worried about. And then second worry is Well, you that- need to learn that because it might... You push that wrong, but right, that's like pushing the ejector seat, what you just did there to me. I could have gone out the roof. Nothing's on fire. Plus, yeah, No, you're right. Nothing's on fire. Plus, we had some defibrillator issues on Wednesday. Oh, God. All right. Well, look, we're still- Could be worse. I think I'm still- Yeah, they've still got a pulse. You've still got a pulse. We're all in one piece. Are you guys all right up there in the, the audience? Are they here or not? No. They're all. Well, just put your seatbelts on. I didn't say it would be all smooth sailing. I never have said that. They're not, a fan of, they're not a fan of the early break. Well, they're not a, they're not a fan of you. Yeah. You've only been with Could us be a couple you. of programs. Could be you. No, I'm not put, pushing the buttons. I didn't send us crashing into an ad break before. They know it was it was down to you, and I'm throwing you right underneath that bus. I can see the Well, this is our last show prints. together. Probably ever. Could, after that. After that. Could be. One of us is going to have to go. Could be. Uh, look, apologies. So it's been in, in surfing parlance. Um, well, not. It's a surfing, a hairy takeoff, huh? Very yeah. hairy takeoff. Yeah. Um, hopefully we don't yeah, come over the falls. Um, anyway, again, welcome to the show. Our last uh, higher ground for the uh, for the year. It's been enjoyable. We've had some, uh, we've had a bit of fun along the way as well. Open invitation again for you guys uh, if you do want to pick up the phone, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. So last chance, last chance. You've been thinking of doing it. Now is your last chance uh, to do it. For this show, anyway. Uh, I'll be back over the weekend on uh, Sports Central uh, tomorrow from midday, Sunday from midday as well. Uh, Tim, the tool man's listening in. Tooley, uh, get Tooley a beer, a drink too. I know it's a sort of a virtual drink for the – he has a Bundy. Um, he says, uh, looking forward to uh, the V8s on Sunday. Thanks for keeping me um, amused of an evening. That's not the uh, that's not the drink. No, that's, that's if you want to start going ding-ding with me. Uh, even uh, throughout the year. Well, Merry Christmas and hope to uh, hear more of let's uh, more of you next year. Yeah, thanks, Tully, mate. It's been great. I feel like I know you. feel like I know you. Um, get him a proper drink. Can you find him a proper? There. There you go, Timmy. That's just for you, mate. Uh, enjoy your shandies over the break, he says to me. Uh, I will. I will, buddy. I certainly will enjoy my shandy. I had a couple last night, actually. And while I was ordering the dash of lemonade, uh, to the lovely young bar staff, um, the lady, I said, make sure it goes in the bottom. She said, I know that, Chris. Uh, I thought of Toolman. I thought, what would Tooley be saying if he saw me ordering this, uh, not a shandy, but Lager Dash? It bubbles up too much if you put the lemonade in last. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. it flows over, like yeah. Niagara Falls. Um, you, come a, you come a cropper. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, Tooley, yeah, anyone else wants to get involved, get involved with the show, 0457 736 736. That is the text line. You should know that by now. Um, we've got loads coming up over the next couple of hours. We will talk some some rubbish, obviously. That's part of the course. Um, and you guys can guide us where you want to go as well. We're pretty much unscripted, this show. I just saw a couple of larrikins out there milling around. Um, no looksy brooksy, the esteemed executive producer 
of um, drive with Joel and Fletch or whatever it was today, drive with Adam and Finchie, Finchie. wasn't it, today? Um, I don't know why they haven't gone already. It's, what is it now, 12 past, almost quarter past seven in Sydney. Uh, it's a Friday night. This is last I checked, both of them are a single. Both of them are reasonably eligible bachelors, if you like. They shouldn't be hanging around the bloody the water fountain in an empty um, I see beer there. Sales I don't see office. any lemonade. We'll get them in, I reckon. I'll get them in after the next break. Uh, we'll have a bit of a chat with them before they, they head off into town, wherever they go. Be fun tagging along, actually. I've tagged along with Gibbo oh, before. Yeah. yeah. How's he go out there? He doesn't, he, mind, his own? he doesn't mind a beer. He doesn't mind a beer. No, I'm sure he doesn't. He but no, find, no, no, I, don't, a, I don't mean that. He tries, and that's half the battle. As I have a sip of, what's this I'm drinking here? A chamomile. Pure chamomile tea. Bit of lemonade in that? No. Jeez. Hey, what about me? I'm getting old, aren't I? No, I used to have fun too. I used to be young and single and fancy free once upon a time. Me too. I'm still single. I'm just, just old. But no, I don't mean how does he go with the, the beers. I know he can probably put a few away. He's a big unit. I mean, does he enjoy himself? Does he let his hair down? Is he is he good fun to be around? Do there do you often see um young sort of or not single ladies they come up to him and, and want to have a chat to him or is he sort of a wallflower and sort of sits in the corner? He loves the ladies. This is Gibbo. Yeah, he loves the ladies. Um not yeah, always. Is it reciprocal though, generally from your limited time out on the town one night you went mm, with them? Not always. But you can't blame a guy for trying, can you? Mm. What about the other fella, Brooksy? He's haven't older. Had, He's about five or. Haven't had the pleasure. No. But that voice, surely. Oh, you that like voice, you like his voice? voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I oh, know you are. A, you are a secret closet fan of Brooksy's dulcet tones, aren't you? Yeah. You said I, that the other day. I heard if you I had that. a voice like his, I wouldn't be doing. Mm. You wouldn't be here with last me. Last shift, yeah. What would you be doing? I don't know. Maybe breakfast radio on what? One of the country's highest rating. Programs or something, or, ABC or something. Or you'd punt Vossie off, or Paddy Matty White. Punt, punt Matty White off. Take do his the spot. racing show. I'll do the racing show. Oh, we'll just send your CV through. <laughs> uh, we got loads to to look forward to, and again, uh, get involved. Get involved. We are counting down from a uh, ten to one uh, best sporting moments um, from the past twelve months, and this is arbitrary. It's 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 pretty much my opinion, really. And no doubt you'll have these in, in different order. Uh, that's what it's all about. If you disagree, that's fine. Just shoot me a text. If you do agree, shoot me a text. Uh, tell me now, what is your – that's what I'm asking for right now. What is your number one sporting moment from the past 12 months? Okay, there you go. That's your topic. Get involved. 0457 736 736. What is your numero uno sporting moment from the past 12 months? Now, it might be a team – Victory. It might be an individual victory. It might be a sequence of performances from an individual at a specific event, i.e. Tokyo, or wherever. Okay, let me know. We will go through them. Why don't we go through them now and, and, and count down? So I've still got my top three to reveal. Okay, and we won't do that now. But we might go from 10, just relive, if you missed the uh, the last show, when were we back? We were on Wednesday, weren't we? We went through them on Wednesday. We also went through a few of them on Monday night. So for those that missed it, let me go through it for you now. This is Higher Ground. And at number 10, coming in at number 10, Harry Garside, the Tokyo Olympics, 
And uh, he won bronze, didn't he? It was Australia's first medal in boxing for 33 years. The winner on points by split decision. In blue, Harry Garson. I'm proud of myself for that, but I really wanted to be the first ever to win an Olympic gold medal. Um, obviously, bronze is still good, but the gold medal is what I wanted. But now, hopefully, I've inspired the next generation of boxers and young athletes leading into the 2032 Games, and let's hope that it's our most successful Games ever. Yeah, Harry Garside comes in at number 10. Uh, still at the Olympics, and Jess Fox, um, golden girl, isn't she? Well, she is now. She she won her first gold medal. She'd been trying for, for many, many years. She got to silver and a bronze, I think, in the prior two Olympics to Tokyo. And she also missed out in, in Tokyo in one event getting the silver, but she came through claiming gold in the K1. Into the final upstream gate. The time is looking strong for Jessica Fox. One gate to come. Fox is flying towards the line. Is this the moment she's dreamt of her entire career? She hits the line. She's got it. She has shines like gold to become the Olympic champion. She is a wonder water on the wa- woman on the water. What a performance. Yeah, what a performance, Jess Fox. You've got to love her, haven't you? Um, well, Sydney girl trains out there, doesn't she, at the, the foot of the mountains around Penrith. Um, both her parents too, um, Olympic heritage or ancestry, I should say. Now, another girl, um, yeah, just refreshing to see, and she goes in at number eight. She won a gold medal. May have won two, actually, I think, but certainly won the one. Kaylee McEwen. Um, but also of gold status really was her poolside interview. Hayley McEwen's dropped off a little bit there in the second 25 coming into the wall. She has got a lot of work to do here. Kylie Nass is really out stroking fast, really leading this. Watch for Kayla McEwen now working in the last 25. She's into the silver medal position and she races up alongside Mass. There's our leader. Now we get a look at the world record line and the Australian working her way to the lead. Can she do it? Kayla McEwen in front. Kayla McEwen touches yes! first. An Olympic record. She wins gold and says, Dad, I am with you today. What would you like to say to your mum and your sister for now? Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, three gold. Uh, she's entitled to. Uh, um, it was not the um, S word either, was it? I don't think it was a little bit more of a I clanger. I it was under a beep. Yeah, no. Oh, good luck to her. Uh, well, what a performance from her. Three golds. Three golds. Three golds. Four by one medley. Oh, I'll throw, yeah, of course. 100 really. backstroke yep. and 200 backstroke. Yep, 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 yep. Um, there you go. That's number eight. Coming in at number seven, these are, well, these are my. Um, my top sporting moments for the past 12 months, all right? So you may well disagree, but keep those texts coming through. I want to hear from you guys and girls, 0457 736 736. What's your number one sporting moment from the past 12 months? Coming in at number seven, and it's Melbourne Cup week for James McDonald. He rode 10 winners across the week, can you believe it, including a number of Group 1s including the big one on Very Elegant in the Melbourne Cup. Very Elegant, the champion mare is closing from Spanish Mission, incentivised, grabbed by Very Elegant, the reigning horse of the year. She's opened up a break at the 200. Very Elegant 
from incentivized Spanish Mission and Floating Artist. It's going to be the crowning moment. Very elegant. The Mighty Mare wins the Cup by four. When I um, went for home, I, um, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, actually. I was just thinking, where's that post, you know? I just... Um, so much faith in it for me, I just love it a bit. And uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> she travelled so sweetly in the run oh, with such a big weight. Unbelievable. She was just um, trained by a master. He's gets him right, and she is a superstar, and I'm so proud of her. Yeah, master trainer and Chris Waller, but master jockey uh, J-Mac on board, and uh, he's the best in the business, isn't he, at the moment? you would have to say, and what a huge future he's got ahead of him. Uh, still only really young. He's got still got a long, long time ahead of him. Uh, so Jay Mack and the Melbourne Cup, 10 winners over the Melbourne Cup week. That comes in at number seven. At number six, okay, we've got some cricket, and we'd never done it before. You know what I'm talking about. We are the champions. We are the World Cup champions in the T20 format. Maxwell looks to finish it, and he might have done it as well. Five times 50 over men's World Cup champions, a team that can never, ever be written off. And they've finally got their hands on a men's T20 World Cup trophy, and it is richly deserved. Richly deserved indeed, considering the way we got there. And you you, you know who you are too, if you're listening right now, because I remember in the week leading up to that, you were saying, if we make the semis, a lot of you, and you know who you are too, you were saying collectively, our listeners I'm talking to, uh, if we make the semis, we'll be just making up the numbers. Do you remember saying that? Yes. Do you remember saying that? Of course you do. I know. I, I have a good memory. Um, and we got thumped by England, didn't we, leading up to it, but came out on top and winning our first ever T20 Cricket World Cup, uh, the men. Well done to you guys. All right, number five, and I reckon I reckon a few of you may think this needs to go a bit higher. And maybe in hindsight, after today's events or last night's events, uh, with Paddy Mills being awarded the Don for his achievements for the Boomers at the Olympics, and we got our first ever medal. And uh, Paddy, he, a 42-point effort from him against Slovenia at the uh, the Tokyo Olympics. And well done, by the way, uh, on that achievement. There were a few others that were in the running for the, the Don. Um, and a couple of them might be in the running for the best sporting moment too here. Uh, that might be a little hint. But well done to the Boomers, our first ever Olympic medal uh, in Tokyo. And that comes in at number five. The Boomers have claimed the bronze medal as they defeat Slovenia here by 14 points. If you don't think a bronze medal means a lot, look at the faces of this team. Bobby Mills. Big achievement, wasn't it? Big achievement. And the audio probably doesn't do it justice, but it just ranks right up there and probably does deserve mate, to be a bit higher than number five, possibly depending where you sit. That commentator didn't do it justice. No. Who if was it? That American bloke. Okay. If you got Brooksy on one end, that American bloke's on the other end. Brooksy? 
in terms of voices. Oh, God, you've really got a Brooksy fetish. You need to get over this. Need some more people in the office, maybe. Just him and Gibbo. Yeah, maybe you're right. Number five, though, um, the Boomers uh, getting the bronze, um, a bronze gold, let's call it a bronze gold, uh, at the Tokyo Olympics. All right, and uh, number four, we'll we'll go to the break after number four, and we will do our reveal a little bit later on in the show. Again, we're here until nine o'clock. Open invitation for you guys and girls uh, to get involved. Uh, via the text line, or if you want to pick up the phone and give me a call, feel free to do that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Number four in our top 10 sporting moments from 2021, and it goes to the Penny Panthers, going one better than last year. Certainly want to be kicking it through the corner. Oh! It is an intercept for Crichton. Crichton, he's away. Is he away with the premiership? With four and a half he's minutes remaining. Coming back. Oh, no. Coming back, it misses. To receive the Clive Churchill medal this year from Panthers coach Ivan Cleary. This year's Clive Churchill medalist is Nathan Cleary. Everyone back in Penrith, I love all you guys. Can't wait to get back there and party, baby. Well, guys, uh, it's Friday night, isn't it? So bar is officially open, and I thought we'd have a uh, five-minute maybe chat with a couple of larrikins that work here at SEM. We've got no looksy brooksy and uh, we've got Gibbo as well. Gibbo's here in the house. He's going to have a chat about I'm not quite sure what. Grab yourself one. I'll have one, uh, just a light light for me, and one for Brooksy. What will you have? Oh, lager. Sometimes cider. For lager, sometimes cider. All right. Cider drinker. Fair thing. Never would, would never have picked you for a cider drinker. That was a reference to a TV show, but... Oh, fair enough. We'll see if the uh, listeners know with the uh, text Norm line. on the bar stool. The bar stool. Norm? No. no. Different one. Mm. I've English met a few show. cider... English show. I've met a few cider drinkers. They were English, too. Oh. Long blonde hair. Love it. Huh? Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, a lot, of them, a lot of them do. Listen, uh, while the bar's out, we haven't got long, right? Gents, uh, welcome to you. Give up. Great, Chris. Too. Thanks for having me. Are you looking good? Yeah, I, I don't drink cider. Don't worry. No, good. Um, you know, when I was a young guy, I rocked up to a party with ciders and mm, laughed out again, of there. Laughed out of there. Well, I drank ciders on schoolies week, and oh, I haven't, really? drank, haven't drunk them since. No, Cavill Avenue. They're still up there. Oh, I think. Cav- what a place! Jeez, oh, God, that was five years ago, wasn't it? Yes, toolies. You mean <laughs> twenty-five plus four? Uh, let's talk some basketball firstly, because you guys are going off down the down the pub down after the pub, you, yeah. after this late night sports bar. You're going to a, a later night sports yes. bar. Paddy Mills, I mean, um, justifiably deserved, yeah, uh, crowned the, the Don, Don Award. Yeah, and that's 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 massive, isn't it? There's so many others that could have maybe got the award, but um, I think yeah. his performance was amazing. Forty-two points in the bronze medal game, carried the flag out with Kate Campbell. Mm. He he epitomised the Australian spirit, didn't he, Chris? Like mm. in terms of carrying the team, he's yeah. like, "Don't worry, boys. Come with we me. lost against the US. We're going to get this bronze." Mm. What was it? The 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 bronze gold vibes mm. is what they wanted, um, and yeah, he performed well. It was a record for the Boomers. He got that medal that we've where never gotten. That, can the I ask you, where does that sit in? Because we're we're doing talking about it a bit tonight. This is the last yep. edition of Higher Ground, and we've got yep. our own best sporting moments of the year from an Aussie perspective. Where does that sit in the one to ten list? 
I think best team effort for a non-winning team, I guess. They won the match, mm. but they didn't win the gold medal. Forget team or individual, just best sporting moment. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be up there, top three. Mm. I don't know what the other two are. You've you've mm. sprung that on me way well, too Well, you can listen, listen. We'll, we'll throw but it yeah, in. Yeah, I, I, for me, it was, my be- it was the best moment. Mm. I've been wanting that medal since 1992. Yeah, no, it was huge. Personally. Huge, and, and what a fella, what a fella. Josh Giddy, where are we up to? Didn't play today? No, no game today for him. He was too busy celebrating his uh, Western Conference Rookie of the Year, uh, rookie, of the year rookie of the Month Award. Right. Okay. So he had t- averaged 10 points, six assists, seven rebounds a game during the month of November. So they split it up into conferences. Evan Mobley won it for the East. He's the Cavs draft pick, big man, double-double a game. And, yeah, Josh winning that award. I think Andrew Bogut or Ben Simmons might have won it a couple of times. In many sports, they do like a monthly award for the rookie of the year. AFL do, don't they? What are they called? The The Rising Sun. Rising Sun. Oh, each round, though, don't they? Yes. Oh, that's each round, isn't because it? Because yeah. uh, I know in the APL they do play uh, managers of the month, but that's mm. great for Josh Giddy to get that. You reckon he can go back-to-back? Does yeah, that happen? Could. Does that happen? Yeah, yeah they, can, they can keep doing it each month. Uh, it, it sort of builds towards the rookie of the year. So right. if you've won four in the year, and there's, let's say, seven months, it puts you in good stead mm. to win the rookie of the year award across both conferences. Can I just say it's great to have company at the bar here. We've got these larrikins up the back there. They, sometimes they get, uh, they? Not often. I've, they I've, sometimes weigh in. I've heard you throw to them quite a lot, and I never hear much back from them, but no, hey, it's good to be heckling, here. Heckling. Late night sports bar, wow. There's a couple of boys up there. I don't even know if they're here. There's one blow dog's breath. <laughs> he shouldn't be allowed in. Really? Because it is, <laughs> I, I must say, and there is another bloke, Dingo. He comes in a lot. There is right, a yeah. pungent odour when you walk no, into no. this bar, and, and Chris... I must say, mate, yeah. I expected a bit better. That's not me. It's it's up it's up there. Oh, well, Finchie okay. and Peacock were here well, a few yeah, hours earlier, exactly. so no, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in your stool. Yeah. Can we go from basketball to a bit of cricket? And so I'm reading tonight. Um, it sounds like Head has got the nod I ahead of Kawaja. I think it's been pretty much confirmed that Travis yeah. Head will take the spot of number five, and Mitchell Stark. There were questions around Jai Richardson possibly coming mm. into the side, but it will be. Mitchell Stark with the ball for Australia, which good call all round. I I think. Did you ever seriously think Stark was at a danger of missing out first not, Test Gabba? Not really. Shane Warne was one of the guys who's really been smashing Stark. <laughs> he was he smashing did? him in the twenty twenty World teeth in. Something happened. Yeah. Something's Surely. definitely happened with but, a few of them, I think. Poker game. But I mean, out of mm. all our quicks in that side, Mitchell Stark has oh, the most wickets. Mm. I mean, you put him in a big series like this where you know. People are starting talking about your spot in the team. You've got Jai Richardson there. You have to think he'll fire Jai up. will play. He'll play some part At in the series. Once. Yeah, Like it's a five-test series. We don't do those very often. There's no way in the world all our quicks will play every game, every test. But I mean, I've still got think. a bit of a question mark over Jai Richardson's fitness as well because for a couple of years there, he broke down quite a lot. He has been managed to put some shield games together this mm. year and he's bowled quite well, but... Look, we'll see how we go throughout the summer. All right, fellas, uh, we're running short of time. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow, though, aren't yeah, I, on uh, Sports Central? Can I just mention one thing? When you said they gave Head the nod, that was brilliant. <laughs> Jeez, did I, I? Yeah, you, you just didn't blink. You said it to give <laughs> I was like, oh, it's this is why we stay back. <laughs> this is the bar. You know, you can really just rattle off things like that. And Would you give Head the, the go-ahead? 
Mm? Of course. Mm. <laughs> I'll give him the nod as well. I don't know what sports bar you guys are going to, uh, but I'll have, I'll stay I'll stay away from that. All right, you guys get going. We'll talk again tomorrow, okay? Enjoy your Friday night. Thank this you, This is the last edition for 2021 of Higher Ground. It is coming up to uh, 20 minutes to uh, 8 o'clock, 20 minutes to 8 o'clock. We're here until 9 o'clock. hope you're enjoying your Friday night. hope you've enjoyed your Friday and your working week. I guess still for most of you, Friday is, um, well, it's time to bundy off, isn't it? And and kick back for a couple of days, or has that changed a fair bit these days? Do we all, or most of us, I don't know, do we, is it Monday to Friday these days? I don't think that would be the case normally. Uh, certainly not for tradies. They, they're working at least Saturdays too, I would have thought. Um, and us here, radio, well, we, we can't just stop, can we? We can't stop on a Friday and say that's it because there's a lot of sport to cover. Uh, a lot of support to cover over the weekend as well. So for us, and well, for me particularly, because I'm, I'm back here tomorrow, a long shift tomorrow afternoon, and then another one Sunday afternoon as well. So I better do a bit of prep for that tonight too, try and rustle up a few guests. Any suggestions, Irish, who I should get on tomorrow? I can give you the a bit of a slow news day for sport. Well, today? And, and well, yeah, a little oh, bit. Well, I'm talking about tomorrow. I think it'd follow into tomorrow because Bathurst Ashes aren't they're not gonna happen by tomorrow. I can give you a rundown of my big day of my of run soccer tomorrow. A League, there's a stack of games on tomorrow too. BBL so as well. we'll talk a bit of football, obviously. Uh Wanderers in action against Wellington tonight. Is that match already uh kicked off? I think it probably has, hasn't it? Um no, it's in a couple of minutes, sorry. Down Wall Wollongong. We'll um we'll keep you across that as well. 7:45 kick off there. Okay, so in a few minutes time we'll keep you up to date that. There's a bit of um, basketball happening around the country the first uh, first weekend, isn't it? Of the uh, the new NBL season with the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. I did ask you guys earlier what the hell is a Jack Jumper? Anyone know? Anyone? So the brain trust are saying that that's a native it's a native ant. Okay, thanks. Just when you thought it was safe to go outside, there's jumping ants. A jack jumper. Yeah. They're a jumping ant. A jumping ant. Well, that maybe that explains it a bit better, doesn't it? Venomous but, as well. Are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. So grizzly. Yeah. Grizzly little things. Yeah. I hate ants. You know the ones that bite you. Yeah. yeah. I got Ever bit been by bitten by ant. a green, yeah, got, a big green ant? I got bitten by one when I was a kid. Different, differing recounts of the story. I cried. I was like. Five or six. Yeah, that's expected. That hit me, saying it's just a like a normal. It hits you. Toughen yeah, up. No, just saying. Oh, like you know, it's you can't t- do that. Told me to calm down. Yeah, sorry, mm. sorry, Dad. I shouldn't. Yeah, please don't your dad under now. a bus. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your, what's your dad's name? Where's he live? <laughs> <laughs> Best not. Um, Tough. And then up. I, I maintained that it was like one of them giant Amazonian like green ants or something. Yeah, but you weren't in the Amazon. He's just trying to tell me that it was like one of those little little black little ones. green ants, little just green a little ones. black one even. He didn't see it, did he? He didn't see it. And he clobbered you. Yeah. Being a wuss bag. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, things have changed. No, that was beautiful. That's good. That's uh, yeah. But he didn't. Have, he didn't even see the ant. He didn't see the ant. Just told me. That's a bit unfair. I was going to say, uh, my young bloke. Where were we? We're at uh, oh, Kmart, I think, waiting outside Kmart in the car park, and he sat down. I can't remember which of my young fellows it was, and he jumped up like a jack jumper, mate. He would have went through the roof if there, if we weren't outside. I said, what is it? And he, you should have seen this big bite. And he saw the ant too. The ant was huge. Massive green ant. Oh, they bloody hurt, don't they? Did you get, how'd you go with the blue bottles last year? Hate, no, I'm allergic to blue bottles. Oh. And they shouldn't be on the planet. Bad season for blue shouldn't bottles Shouldn't be on the planet. Year. What are they doing here? What purpose do they serve? 
and you'll say, Chris, they're part of the food chain. Forget that part. I don't care about that part. They should not be here. Tough summer last night, last year then. What are they called? Portuguese. Portuguese. Men, men of war? Men of war. Yeah. Shouldn't be here. What other things are a waste of space, waste of time that God should have thought twice about? Panel operators. Well, they're a dime a dozen good ones. <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> no disrespect. Yeah, no, you're going good. You're just learning the ropes. I was learning the ropes. But then you've pushed me over here. You want to yeah. push the buttons and you've hit the bloody ejector seat just as we were taking off for the show. Could have uh, been. Sure, well, my thinking is is that surely they're not going to air check the last show of the year. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope they don't use that. For <laughs> Shall we get Chris Warren back next year? Uh, yeah, let, should we get him for higher ground? Let's just, well, let's just well, he's he's only as good as his last show. Let's go back and <laughs> let's go back and listen to the start of his last show. And I hope they don't make their decision on that. They might be that good. Alone. They might think like that's a good way to fit an extra ad break in. Oh, look, you're stuffed up. Just take it on the chin, right? Yeah. Put your hand up. Yeah. Me bad. My Not bad. me. You. You bad. Right. How bad? Okay. But it's, don't do it again. You got to learn from your mistakes. We've got next hour, so. We'll see how we go into next hour. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is the text line. Uh, you can call me if you want to call me. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line number. Evening, Chris. Hope you're well. Great to hear Brooksy and Gibbo in the studio with you tonight. Nice way to uh, spend their Friday night alongside you. Yeah. Where else would they rather be? Um, say hello to the boys for me. Enjoy the night. Your favourite statistician. Stats man, I will, mate. Thank you and thanks for uh, tuning in right throughout the year. One of our, our loyal listeners, as is Rooster Man. Um, Brooksy puts a, a GPS on Gibbo. He needs to um, represent the mowers tomorrow morning. <laughs> so Gibbo, A, plough through tonight and go straight to work. Option B, sleep at Sea-Doo on a jet ski at Brookvale or a beach nearby, <laughs> Rooster Man. Wouldn't be the first time. Well, I don't think he'd be able to do on the, the jet ski because if he if he'd had a um, you know, if he has a fair few um, beverages tonight, and I don't condone excessive drinking, but he's young, he can do what he wants to do. Um, he'd probably still be up around the O five tomorrow, and you can still get tested on a jet ski or a boat. And if you get caught while you're out there driving your jet ski or your boat, you lose your car license as well. Yes, I yeah, know. You yeah. didn't know that. Well, I was thinking, could he bring the jet ski on the beeline in from the north, from the beaches to to here? Yeah, the double-decker bus that runs up Military Road. You can get a bus, of course you can. Can he put his jet ski on the bus? Oh, you're, he you're, the... Where are you going to put You are just a fool, you are. Are you serious? How's he going to... Have you seen how big these jet skis are, the Sea-Doos? I haven't seen how big Nate's jet ski is. Oh, he hasn't got one, has he? No. It's a text here. No, no, they've got a, they've got a, they're doing it at the Sea-Doo tomorrow. Yeah, they're doing their OB from there, yeah. I think, Adam and, and the boys and Finchie. Um, we're talking about the number one sporting moment, okay? And we're yet to reveal. We'll do our three, two, and one, the big three um, in the next hour. So stay tuned for that. Mark says, and I was asking our listeners for, for their favorite sporting moments from the past year, uh, the, the decathlon silver medal at Tokyo Olympics um, and his teammate, uh, pushing him along around the bend. It, it was really nice. I Have you got some audio, have you? Yes. Let's play it. Mayor will get the silver. Here's Maloney. So Dubra's now got him. Got him, as you say. So Cedric's had a hamstring injury a couple of weeks ago. Just getting to the line towns has been enormous for him, and he's been able to help Ash mentally and now physically right to the end. 
He's been fabulous, hasn't he? You know, he sacrificed his own um, his own event here just to help his teammate. Him and Eric Brown have just been such wonderful influences on Ash. So many memorable moments, didn't we, at the uh, at the Tokyo Olympics? Now, got to turn myself on there. You've got to start pushing the right buttons here, brother. I can't turn your mic on. <laughs> that's uh, one all. That's one yeah, all. Memorable moments. Memorable moment. Well, I'm turning that off because then I'm. Yeah. Anyway, um, keep them coming through. Keep them coming through. We we'll reveal the uh, one, two, and three. We had a few more honourable mentions through the week. We have been talking about this the last week. One that's coming up that we don't have enough time to get through tonight. And I hope these honourable mentions don't spoil the top three because obviously each one you're ruling one out. Um, the mm. AFL Grand Final. So how long was it between drinks for Melbourne Demons then? 57, I want to say. Mm. Someone's going to... Hopefully they don't air check this one. Um, but we'll... Um... 57 years. Long time, isn't it? Yeah. I've got um, another honourable... Mention, and again, this, yeah, it could almost go down, I think, in the top three, but it just misses out, so it doesn't go into the top three, um, is Ariane Titmus and, and taking the crown, the 400 metres at the Olympics from Katie Ledecky. I mean, when you realise how Katie Ledecky is quite possibly, or she is, the greatest swimmer this country, the, the world has ever seen, this juggernaut from the USA has dominated the sport for year after year after year. Um, and it was just so good to see what, what Ariane Titmus did. Do you want to hear that final? In the final 50, I, I do, and we will in a moment. Um, it was incredible, incredible what she did, and, and we were all just willing her on. I remember sitting, I was sitting in this very chair in this very studio watching her do it, and then we all remember, don't we, vividly, um, the celebrations. Do you remember from Dean Boxall, the coach, afterwards with the uh, the pelvic thrusts and the, the hip gyrations. But let's hear the closing stages of that. Ariane Titmus beating Katie Ledecky in the 400 free. Here Come on, she Arnie. goes. She's right up on the shoulder of the great American now. 20 gold medals at Olympic and World Championship level. Now nothing between them. 350 She's in front now. for the first time. 50 to go. This is going to be a sprint now. What can Arnie bring out here? This is what they've waited for. Here we go. The sprint to the end. Can she be beaten? Katie Ledecky, the defending champion, the world record holder. Ariane Titmus in front. Match race down to the end. Stroke for stroke. She's in front. Arnie Titmus. Ariane gets in front. To become a legend, you have to beat a legend. And that's what we've seen. Australia win gold. Ariane Titmus. Confirmation. A coronation. We can start the celebration for Australia. Arnie gets it done. Gold in the 400 free. She beats Katie Ledecky. This is amazing. Look at this moment for Ariane. Yes, Ariane Titmus, uh, what a star, what a legend. And again, um, a, a young woman with her future very, very much in, in front of her. Well, obviously, your future is always in front of you, but you know what I mean. She's got a long, a long time left in the sport. Um, what a girl, what a win, what a moment, what a moment. Baz Zemplis there, what a, what a call too from Basil Zemplis. Um, what a moment. So she goes in there as an honourable mention. Um, a great sporting moment. So we have still got the the big three to give out, 
or to unveil. And we're going to do that in the next hour. Uh, we're here until nine o'clock. Uh, the next hour coming up too, we'll be going on the app uh, on SEN Fanatic as well, by the way. I just, just uh, remind myself of that. But again, open invitation for you guys to uh, to tune in, join the show. If you want to have your say, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the open line number. A rooster man has just sent me another text to here, 0457 736 736. I thought he was going to give me some nominations for best sporting moments of the past 12 months, but no. Uh, he says, well, I can't say that word. Um, he's swearing. Jeez, you guys are, are four hours late from Rooster Man. That's with um, the other boys. No, Luxy, Brooksy and Gibbo. They've just gone out, hit the town. Uh, Gibbo's got to work tomorrow. Man, anyway, that's his problem, not mine. And Brooksy, I'll get Brooksy on our show tomorrow, the Sports Sports Central. I'll be uh, on there from midday. Uh, this one, uh, again, no name on it. Come on, fellas. I can't help you if your name's not on there. Uh, you'll know who you are, though. Hey, guys, the Panthers have been resigned to losing Appy and Kickow for a while. Off contract guys in 2023 who they need the money for. Also, kids being uh, prepped for 2023. Well, yeah, I mean, the salary cap is, is biting Penrith, isn't it? They've got a young bloke, Brandon Hands, a young hooker. I don't think he played first grade, or if he did, he might have only played like 10 minutes this year. Yeah. He's more in that. I think he did play a little. He's more in that running. Mitch Kenny's still there? Mitch Kenny's there. I think Mitch Mitch Kenny doesn't have enough of a running game. I Mm. think this is what they're thinking about a full-time. Anyway, Appy will be there next year, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, but he's gone to the West Tigers uh, on a, I believe, a two-year deal with an option for a third. I think I'm right in saying there. Um, if uh, if I'm not, you uh, you guys let me know. Uh, you, you listeners out there, let me know if we are wrong. Uh, that second test, by the way, uh, India and New Zealand. Um, 95 for three, India. Yeah, that's right. India won the toss and they elected to bat 95, uh, 3 for 95. I say it 3 for 95. All the modern, you younger guys say 95 for 3, which is, it's never been 95 for 3. It's always been 3 for 95. But they do say it differently in other parts of the world, don't they? But first test, it was gripping, wasn't it? We were here, weren't we? We were, were here, yeah. yeah. Like, really hung on, didn't they? Um, the Black Caps, too. Were too they they need to start draw. winning because they've, they've been like one of the best cricketing teams in all forms the last four or five years and they just don't have enough trophies for it mm. no well uh, yeah they've just come of age haven't they the last yeah. few years too Same uh, uh, New Zealand I'm talking about uh, motorsport out there at the mountain um, Erebus motorsport young gun Will Brown he uh, turned qualifying giant killer when he well it says he grew some balls <laughs> uh, to upstage the sport's biggest stars and claim provisional pole for the Bathurst 1000 Delivering a qualifying shock at Mount Panorama, the 23-year-old announced his arrival as a supercar star of the future to book his tick, ticket to Saturday's top 10 shootout. His rookie season in supercars, Brown blasted out the fastest qualifying time to top the session uh, with his blistering 2.03 ahead of Dick Johnson Racing's Anton Di Pasquale and 2014 Bathurst 1000 winner, Chaz Mostert. Yes, that would be me uh, right on 8 o'clock. Again, I hope you're enjoying your Friday night, wherever you might be tuning in, and to those that may be listening through the SEN Fanatic on the SEN app as well. 
that platform there, wherever you're tuning into, a very good evening to you. Uh, I believe also 1620 uh, on the Gold Coast, SEN 1620 up there. Good evening to you folks as well. Uh, we'll keep you across um, all the sport that's going on over the next hour, but well, we'll also reflect on uh, some of the good stories that were on the network um, throughout the day. We'll go back and we'll talk a bit of motorsport. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, former uh, opener, test opener, Chris Rogers too. He spoke today um, and a whole lot more as uh, well. Um, Steve Gillies too, in terms of uh, rugby league news and you know, player agent. Uh, Steve's been around the game for a long, long time. He had a chat with Adam Peacock and uh, Brett Finch this afternoon. Uh, we might go back and, and play a bit of that too because, um, you know, it, we're all scratching our heads, aren't we, about who's going where and who's talking to whom and how much is X worth and how much is Y worth and how long's the deal. Um, I don't know if we're fascinated by it, but we all it, it's dominating the news, rugby league news, isn't it? Um, player movements. We are about to go through our best moments, best sporting moments for 2021. We've gone down from 10 to 6, and we have got, or 10 to 7, we've got our final three uh, coming up. Three, two, and one. Uh, We've taken on some feedback. Most of this, though, is, um, well, it's been my show, hasn't it, for the year. It's got my name up on that. Oh, is it? Used to have it up there somewhere. So I've I've been chief selector, really. After the muck up we had earlier tonight, they took they took your name down. Took me off. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> and they said this is your final show for the year. That'll do you. That's because of you. You stuffed the opener up. You went to a break right over the top of me. Hutch, you was high listening ground, probably. And high, high ground ground's with been Irish. axed. High ground with Irishmen next year. Ground with Irish. I see. Yeah. I, mate, it's a very insecure, fickle business. This. You just never know, hey. You knife me in the back. You deliberately stuffed the show up tonight, so you get the gig and. I, and I have to go and what do I do? I've got community radio. I've got kids. Community radio. Got kids, are single parent. You just throwing me on the trash heap. Hey? Community radio. Cunning stunt, wasn't it? <laughs> Carefully say yeah. that. Righto, let's get into it, shall we? The top three moments, and you you might even have a drum roll there somewhere, do you? Righto, for me, coming in at number three, and this is uh, very recent, very recent. It happened all of, well, about seven days ago. George Cambosis Jr., he etched his name in Australian boxing folklore with a courageous points victory over the trash-talking Tiafimo Lopez in their unified lightweight championship grudge match in New York. Cambosis, um, he shot to a global boxing superstardom almost overnight. For those that don't follow boxing so closely, you've probably only been hearing about you know the likes of Tim Zhu and, and Paul Gallum. Uh, but ferocious Cambosis, he's taken out the taken the WBA, the IBF, and the WBO belts from uh, Lopez in that split decision victory in New York's Madison Square Garden last weekend. He's 28. He's from Sydney. He's from the Shire, and he's the first Aussie boxer in history to win three world title belts in one bout. A feat that eluded even Jeff Fennick and the great Kostya Zoo, both widely recognised as the country's two greatest fighters. George Cambosis just fought the fight of his life. What a battle! Has the takeover been overtaken? And Glenn Feldman scored this contest 115 to 112 for your winner, 
by split decision. He's still undefeated. And the new IBF, WBO, WBA, WBC franchise, and Ring Magazine lightweight champion of the world, George Ferocious Cambosa. You bet he has. You bet he has. What a weekend, hey? What a weekend. And we were covering it all here live, blow by blow. Um, and what a what an event. And he has rocketed right up into the top three. So ferocious George Cambosis Jr. for me, uh, that comes in as the number three best sporting moment from the past 12 months. So let's go into number two. We might even have another little drum roll. Well, the stars aligned in the most remarkable way on the 50th anniversary of Yvonne Gulligan Corley's first Wimbledon win. Our own Ashley Barty claimed her first Wimbledon title this year. 25-year-old, she became just the second Indigenous woman to win Wimbledon and uh, breaks a long-time drought for Australia at what is widely regarded as the, yeah, it is, most prestigious tennis tournament in the world. To put this into context more, uh, we, or Australia, hasn't won a singles title at the All England Club since 2002, when Leighton Hewitt became the men's champion. The last time an Aussie woman took out the title was over 40 years ago, when Gulagong Corley won her second title in 1980. Ash Barty winning Wimbledon is the best sporting moment number two. Australia's Ash Barty is Wimbledon champion. Tears of joy for Ash Barty, and I don't know about you at home, but I've got tears in my eyes. This is one of those iconic sporting moments in Australian history. And she's off to make that run that Pat Cash so famously did for the first time, and another Aussie gets the opportunity. Ash Barty, you are a champion. We are so proud of you. Yeah, we are, and we still are. And, and she is a girl. She is a woman. She is a sports person that you just can't help but fall in love with, can you? Listeners, you, you're nodding, aren't you? You know, you just get so um, endeared to her, if that's the right word. Her warmth, her sincerity, her humility, um, feet on the ground, Always, always refers to it, her achievements as our and we, her team and her. Um, what a great person and what a great ambassador for the sport in this country and any young sports person, boy or girl. Um, Top you of the should look three up, in a row. You should look up to, to Ash Barty. One French Open is yet to win the Oz Open. You never know. That might happen. That might happen in, in January. Oh, boy, I hope it does. Um, but of all the slams to win, I, I think you would the one you really, really want, um, probably as a girl growing up, is 
obviously he'd love to win the Australian Open, but I think Wimbledon is is still, you know, it's probably top of the tree, isn't it? Ash Barty, well done to you. And let's hope that Australian Open crown is not too far away. All right, well, this brings us to our number one sporting moment from the past 12 months. You know, going to an Olympic Games is an achievement in itself. Winning a medal, (laughs) it's a huge achievement. If that medal is of the most precious variety, well, boy, oh, boy, haven't you worked your backside off to earn it? But what about if you win four gold medals? What about if you win seven medals at the one Olympic Games? And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's exactly what happened in Tokyo. Emma McKeon made Olympic history. 27 years of age, as I say, seven medals, four gold and three bronze to take her total Olympic tally to 11. That's the most of any Australian ever, full stop. And ever's a long word, a long time, because this full stop is not yet been put on the career of Emma McKeon. Individual gold medals in the 50 metres and 100 metre freestyle show just how dominant the girl from the gong had become in the pool. Her seven medals in Tokyo is also the joint most by a female athlete. Four by one equals three in a row for the Australians. A world record. They defend their title and the best of this generation. Emma McKeon, the favourite, is spearheading this and it's going to be gold for McKeon. She breaks 52 seconds for the first time and claims the Olympic Games gold medal in the 100 metres freestyle. Not much between them. They hit it. Yes. Gold for Australia. What a swim. Olympic record. She's in front. She's going to do it. Out of the shadows and into the spotlight. The first Australian to win 10 Olympic medals. Emma McKeon in a lane of her own. Yeah, there it is, hey? There it is. Uh, what a what a sports person. What a woman. What a swimmer. What an amazing achievement. So our 3-2-1 for 2021, and thanks to our listeners for uh, helping uh, contribute with all the feedback in compiling our higher ground top achievers. Ferocious George Cambosis Jr. comes in at number three. Ash Barty winning Wimbledon comes in at number two. And Emma McKeon making Olympic history. With seven medals in Tokyo, four gold and three bronze, she comes in at number one. And there is every chance that she remains our most successful Olympian for decades to come uh, because she could add to her 11 Olympic medals tally in Paris in 2024.